Okay, good afternoon, everybody. <clears throat> um, okay, there was a lot of hands up this morning that I missed and didn't respond to Elliot. Dan, your hand was up at some point. Kay, Kay isn't it? Yeah. Kathy. Kathy. Yeah, last year. Helen, was your hand up? Yeah, it was, yeah. Mm, okay. Can we try that sequence? Elliot? Dan, Kay, Kathy? Are you going by Shivan now? I'd love to, if you like, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what does Shivan mean to you? Like, what does it feel like to you? What's, what's, the, what's it about? Well, it means the absolute consciousness, but there's a, something about it that's, that's almost a quality of... Uh, Endless white light, like endless, and a bathing, kind of a bathing, you know, a milk, milky kind of white light. Mm. That's, so when you hear it, does it kind of ignite that sense? Um, often. Beautiful. Shivam it is. You remember when I asked the question, and... Um, in North Carolina, uh, Ben Nevivi, is it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's a few years ago. Mm. And, you know, it was a, a word in the Rebo Gita, which uh, kept popping out, and I didn't know what it meant. And I talked with Veda about it, Vedananda. Uh, Vedananda G. Swami Vedananda G. Swami Vedananda G. Swami Vedananda G. Oh, we prostrate to your holy feet. <laughs> and so he was, you know, going through all his past lives as a Swami and, and, and Vedanta scholar. And, you know, wasn't sure. But then I asked you what it meant. And you said, well, could you read a, read a few examples? You know, and so I said, Oh, it's the absolute. You know, and then a year later, I was in the Himalayas, and with, with Tuli Baba, beautiful, cloudless sky, bright light, a bright, you know, bright sky, sunshine, and they said, "Oh, Tuli Baba has a new name for you." Mm. What's the new name? It says Shivam, <laughs> and it was uh, yeah, I was very, I was a mess basically. Yes, I bet. I was a mess. <laughs> And so be it, Shiva. So be it. Okay.
keep that connection with Tuli Baba alive. It's very pure. Let it die because of something he does, not because of what you do. It will change sometime. <clears throat> At some point, the, the relationship between teacher and student changes. It has to, because you, you, because it's based on separation. No, so it has to change. And so, when it changes, let it be because he changes it. But work with it. Like, if your passion was to prostrate in front of him, then do it in front of a picture of him. It, it's, it's, it's. He's really working with you, Elliot. I mean, really working with you. Really working with you. So make yourself available. You know? Sit at his feet, whatever. Sit at his feet, set his picture in his energy. Whatever you got to do. Milk it. Milk it, you know? It's actually stronger around you since his passing than when he was alive. It, it has a different potency. Maybe you understand more of what he's really about now that he's passed. I'm not sure. But it feels something like that, that, that somehow you have more access because the physical form is gone. Huh? How are you doing yourself? Mm-hmm. How are you doing yourself? Now, just generally. Mm-hmm. Doing okay. Doing okay. Mm-hmm. Bit of a bit of a dry period. They happen. And is there some old material that be, could be collated and put out there during this dry period? Of a creative nature? You mm-hmm. Yes. It might be a time to do that. 
because it's a very different energy to, to uh, you know, arrange the practicality of putting something out there rather than actual creating of something new. So when the creating of something new stops, it might be an opportunity to actually disseminate or publish or YouTube or self-publish or just use it as a time to disseminate what's already done. What's already done? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What's already done. Okay. What do you think of that? I almost want to stay a little bit as the hermit still, <clears throat> doing the writing and the creative. Mm. But uh, I've had intuitions about getting out on Facebook, mm. and then I'm like, you know, you mentioned YouTube a while ago. Mm. I'm just, I don't know, maybe shy, I don't know. Um, I kind of dread, you know, used to love the public, now I'm kind of dreading it a little bit. You know? Yes, sure, sure. When you dread it, it's ripe for learning, isn't it? You know there's something there, huh? Yeah. Go there. Oh, yeah. Jump into that fire. <clears throat> See what it's about. Blow it out. We've been waiting to, you know. All right. Now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No attachment to the outcome. That's your anchor. Have no attachment to the outcome. Put it up, drop it. Put it up, drop it. Don't be like, don't get those emails that tell you when the reply has come to your post. I mean, just don't go there. Put up something in YouTube and stop the replies, the comments underneath, if you have to. Stop them. Can you? you yes. Can mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you have enough discipline not to read them, great. But just stop them. Wow. Yeah, you you disable the commenting thing. The dialogues boxes, you know, underneath. Yeah, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I've been, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. But if you're strong enough, put it there. But just don't look at it. It means nothing. It's like... It's, it's, <clears throat> it's just opinions, you know. You Mark put up a... Mark Skrill. Mm. Put up when I did the stand-up piece. I think I sent you a link. He put it up on his his YouTube site. Yeah. Um, a few people. You know, I gave the link to a few people. Uh-huh. It was not polished really, but mm-hmm. it was okay. Mm-hmm. But that's that's about all I've done. Mm-hmm. What are you so scared of? It, it's kind of like I don't know. It's like an all or nothing thing. It's either jump out there, you know, or, you know. Yes. You know, <laughs> yeah, yes. kind of thing. So they're all, the, the switch is still off, you know, and it hasn't turned yes. the switch on yet. Yes. So you know how very often we experience both sides of something. Just it's part of separation breaking down. You end up being the perpetrated and the perpetrator, or you end up doing what was done to you. You know, it's karma really balancing itself out. So there's been a time in your life where you wanted to be huge and the audience, you fed off the audience, the attention. Huh? And now you've gone into the other side of, of wanting to hide and not, not have your stuff out there at all. Okay, there's a middle ground. 
but it means not being attached. You're just putting it out because that's the natural flow of you creating something and it goes out and blessings on whoever finds it and may it help them or, you know, shake something in them, be it positive or negative. How do you know what, 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 what the energy of it is doing in them? doesn't matter. You know, the greatest teaching for somebody might be that you bug the hell out of them. You know, and it might scratch something in them and that might be the greatest gift that you give to anybody. Like being a pain in the ass. Like, it's wide open. We, we can't second guess it, but mind imagines, of course, that it knows what's good and what's not good and all this garbage. You know, don't be concerned with how things land. Put it out there. That's the end of your role. That's the end. Only the ego is interested in the next. Do it for spiritual purposes rather than to build a career, to build a name, rather than something, the next thing is better than what I have now. It's not, actually. It's all the same. When you're, when you're in the next thing, the next thing will be more attractive. It's just a loop. It's going nowhere. Get it up there. Don't think about it. If an emotion rises, say, hey, I see you, I see you. We're putting this up anyway. Friend, friend of mine put a website together, which is actually offline, and I just didn't have the energy to keep it up. And you know, maybe I should just reconsider that, get it back up, and you know, get people coming to it or something. It's, it's, people will find it. They'll find it. Yeah. But I wouldn't put yourself under pressure to like I gotta have do a new post every three days or half an hour or whatever it is. It's just. Let it flow organically. When something's ready, you put it out. When something's ready, you put it out. It's like you're bursting with material. And we need to kind of open a plug hole somewhere so that it can pass through you. I have a lot of material. You have a lot of material. But, but stop this holding lark. Well, one, okay. One, uh, I don't know if it would be an excuse or one consideration is that I've been putting all this material together in a book. Mm-hmm. And the book is kind of like a variety show. It's not like a, mm. an expository. It's like, oh, here's a poem. Here's a story. Here's a personal incident that happened to me. Uh-huh. Here's two lines. Uh-huh. Here's a cartoon. Uh-huh. Here's another poem. Yeah. Here's another bit of narrative. And ex- you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, you know, a fun thing for the reader. Uh-huh. But I've been kind of waiting, you know, to to put it all into one piece. And maybe maybe you're saying not to, not to wait. I don't know. From what I know of you, I don't think that one piece will ever be finished. Mm. <laughs> that was what I was originally coming up to talk about. <laughs> we found it by circuitous it, it came, Yeah, it's not good. We think, this one thinks that it will be finished. Oh. It's, it's really nice, it's nice kind of, you know. But you always say that, Shivan. You, you always say that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's nearly done. Another two months, it'll be done. Another two, it'll be done. It'll, and it's like, here we go again. Here. It's like, oh. Done according to what standard? How will you know when it's done? No, we'll know when it's done. I mean, it's, it's organized and it's, it's uh-huh. much more. <laughs> 
you can actually smell some of the food on the stove now. It's, you know, okay. Some of the dishes are, you know, there. One's mm -hmm. in the oven, you know, one's being stirred. I mean, it's, you know, uh -huh. the meal look, you know, it looks like it'll come uh -huh. out. You don't do it. Not at all, no. So it sounds like it's memoirs. Hmm? It sounds like it's memoirs. Like a selection of synop different synopses that, that kind of are a reflection of you? It's actually, no, it's going someplace. I mean, it's, it's right. a narrative about the mind. Okay. Uh, it's about the humor of the mind and, not, and the, that, the, that you're not your mind. Yeah. And it's done that and says that in a hundred different ways. Yes, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So will a hundred be enough? <laughs> It does proliferate a little bit. Uh-huh. They do kind of... Rabbits keep multiplying. Uh-huh. But, but there is an end inside. Um, and how will you know when the end is? I'm really being serious. Like, really? how will you know when the end is? Yeah. The outline is done. And the pieces are, are done. <laughs> how will I know? Yes. Well, to give to give this fellow a little credit. Yes. We have been working with the creative process right. for a bit. Right. And we can tell when it's kind of open-ended and now it's kind of coming together. Okay. And we feel that it's coming together. Okay. And that there's that there is you know that there is it's not a, a pipe dream and that's that, okay. that it's real. I mean in Putting poems together, which have been completed, I mean, you know, many done now. Mm -hmm. uh, the process starts with an idea here, 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 there. Then, it, then clumps get together. Yes. Then all of a sudden, and then they get ordered and sequenced, and then there's fine tuning and editing, and then it's done. Yes. So, so we know that process, and yes. that's what's happening with the book. Okay. The pieces were here and there. And now they're getting organized and sorted, and okay, it's going to be a lot of editing, but then it will be done. My will, this will be done. Can you give it to somebody else to edit? Yes. That might be a good idea. Yeah. Someone in India, beautiful woman, uh, Tuli Baba regarded her so... She, she's American, but she lives in Tiru. Okay. Uh, Tuli Baba loved her and always gave her special treatment, but she actually said she's an editor. She offered to edit the book. Okay. And I invited her to a, a gathering of readings. I, I did, uh -huh. at the end of, in March, I gave readings for a bunch of friends from the uh -huh. book. Uh-huh. And they gave feedback and suggestions and... Okay. Which, which were helpful. Yes. But then I kind of stopped and regrouped and then now it's going forward again. Okay. But I, there is a few people to, yeah, there's certainly one and probably many more who can edit the book. Um, so, why isn't there just one editor? And then what she says, you rubber stamp, and out it goes. You're saying to have only one editor? Uh-huh. Wow. <clears throat> you know, she's not a comedian. <laughs> then maybe choose a better editor. Do you see what's happening? You 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 want it to get you want it to be done. You want to complete you want it to what I want is for you to break this fear of something being out there. 
that's what I, whatever means we got to do it. But but the block you have about being exposed in some way or being up for criticism, I want to go there and see, well, what the heck is that? Yeah. Let's just dive into it and see what churns up when your stuff is really out there. But you're finding every excuse. Well, you know, there are some list, there are listservs that when when I've written some poems, I've put them out there. Yes. When the poems are done, I would put to them out. To selected audiences, usually. Hmm? To selected audiences, usually. Those are selected audiences. Uh-huh. And I wrote uh, several blog, uh, blogs, which are kind of, kind of fun to write. One is uh, takeoff from something. Ajashanti said, it's, uh, uh, I think, therefore, I am deluded. Yes. I think yes. I'm getting more laughs. But anyway. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, but you know things like that, which is there. There's seriousness in it, insights in it, and there's also yeah. you know comedy in it. Yeah. Anyways, but the, yeah. So you so you're saying about the selected don't well, have more risk than the selected audience? Is that what you're saying? You're yeah. You're just putting up barriers everywhere. It's all in avoidance of exposure. Like public with the big. Yes, un, unedited, unfiltered public. Yeah, yeah, that scares me. Yeah. Uh, no, talk to me about that. What are you scared of? What's going on there? Well... This is the know, block. It's a block? This is the block. You know, one of my... Uh, let's just say I watch more television than I should. And and that scares me. <laughs> you know, that, that people could be, I mean, that stupid mm. and that blind. And I, I, I know already... You know, I can, I could bet. Being a, a businessman, I'll bet that certain things will be misunderstood and mis uh-huh. clearly uh, taken the wrong way. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I. That's for sure. I make a lot of money betting on the public's stupidity. Okay. So that uh-huh. scares me. That scares me. And you're saying. So the same way that you can see somebody on television saying that totally. What did you say? It was stupid. And what did you say? So the judgment that you're giving to others on the TV is the judgment that you're afraid of, perhaps? Yeah, the masses. The masses. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. You know, I'd love a crowd. You know, Safe. You guys can be a herd, but you're, 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 my, you're my people. <laughs> you know, love, you know, the, you know this is a great, a great... Sure, it's safe. You know, if everyone in the world were like, you know, like us here... <laughs> yeah. Then the ego wouldn't get challenged, my dear. What? The then the ego wouldn't, wouldn't get challenged. Get challenged. The tribe again. The, the tribe. power of the tribe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, 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 you know what the very first section of the book is? Warning. That's, you know. Yeah. You know, and then, must read disclaimer. You know, I mean, right. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for the, you know. To, yes. Literally, those are the first two sections. Warning okay. and must read disclaimer. All right, so... Okay, so you you know it's going to be received with mixed reviews, let's say. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? Why don't you welcome that? How right. come you're running from that? It's just life. <laughs> Why is that unsafe? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it unsafe? Uh, well, it's going to it's going to evoke all kinds of. Powerful, powerful emotions. So, uh, I, well, all right. I'll just, 
I hear you, but I'll give you an example. Just to, I was watching a show on post-traumatic stress disorder and people working with vets. Uh, I mean, the most, I don't know the most, but right up there in the top 10 mental traumas. And, and working with these vets and the, the killing that they, that they experienced and, and the, uh, the brutality, you know, and then to see the emotions come out as, as eight years with a spouse who, who was absolutely suffering because their husband, you know, has come back from, you know, and seeing this trauma. And now I'm writing about your mind is a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, these people are going to go, you know, you're writing about your mind is a joke and I've been spending eight years, you know, mm-hmm working with, with uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, this kind of thing. So that scares me. But that's just somebody's opinion. That's what they will do with the book. Why is that any of your business? Really, how come you make it relevant to you? Why is that about you? Okay, then that's, that must be the question. That must be the question. Maybe there's something really hardwired in there. I'm sure you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, I, I'm almost speechless. Mm-hmm. That's rare. Hmm? That's rare. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have missed it. Uh, I'll get you for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I know you mean. <laughs> okay, so things that are not about you, you make them about you. Wow. They're not about you. You make the work, you put it out. Your participation ends. It ends. But you're bleeding in, imagining that it's about you when it's somebody else's privilege to say it's a load of crap or it's wonderful. It's their privilege to respond in any which way they want. It's like somebody saying, well, you know, here's a bunch of flowers. Now, you have to like them. You you have to like them, really. Because I'm going to keep fixing them until I make sure you like them. It's like, no, surely you are free to say, actually, I don't like orange roses, but the pink ones are okay. That must be there. Your autonomy must be allowed. That's just respect, no? Allow others to do what they want with the work. When you put it out, it's not yours anymore. It's not yours anymore once you give it away. It's not yours. That's the beauty of art. It ceases to be yours once you put it out. How it's received has nothing to do with you. Nothing. It's 
got its own life. It's doing something else. Step out of it. Don't be contaminating it. Step out of it. So put up the work and say goodbye to it. Gone, another one gone, great, gone, gone, out there, up there, gone. Gone to the editor, okay, not interested in anymore. I'll have a cursory look, but I trust them, so gone. Disconnect from, from the work, you know? Mm-hmm. Just make it, send it off, end of story. It's not about you anymore. And if you can break this, you will find that that pattern has been running through your life in so many ways. It's like a, a web that is woven into loads of things. You make things about you that are not about you. And when this breaks, a great freedom comes. <laughs> a great freedom comes. So there's a like a people-pleaser uh, function going on. Yeah. A disease to please or mm-hmm. get approval or whatever. Yeah. And it manipulates and it hides and it does all these things in order to hear what you want to hear back. And it's completely inauthentic because it's, it doesn't respect or allow the freedom of another expression to yeah. play with what it is you put out there. And it's got to do with ownership. When you create a piece of work, let it go. It's no longer yours. Your name is on the bottom of it, but it's not yours. It's not yours. I'm wondering if this has, this obviously must have implications for everything. You got it. Oh yeah, it has tentacles in so many parts of your life. Yeah. Start Stifling of self-expression. Yes. I heard an interview recently of the woman who designed the memorial in DC to uh, people who died in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if, if you haven't seen it, it's, um, it's a, a wide V-shape of two huge black marble slabs that are level on the top, but, but you have to walk down and walk up. So hence the V-shape. And as you walk down, the names get longer and longer and longer. There's thousands and thousands of names on this. And they did a blind selection. So, so, so they saw what came in, but they didn't know the CV, the resume of the artists when they were selecting, no? And uh, there was one Vietnam vet on the selection team. And the, the rest of them were, you know, generally had, had an artistic background, museum curators, this kind of stuff. 
So they selected this, and it was a 20-year-old Japanese woman when they discovered, okay, this is the one we want, this is beautiful. It's, you know, it's, it's etched names. It's kind of underground. You have to go look for the name. It, 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 there's something mystical because there's a depth to it, and there's a kind of a silence because you're going, you know, you're kind of almost going off the street because you're stepping down. <coughs> beautiful piece of work. Have, have somebody seen it? Yeah? yeah. Oh, good. Most got a few. Good. <coughs> Excuse me. I have friends on it. Yeah, I bet you have it. Bet you have it. Mm. And <clears throat> so the first reaction was, oh my God, she should be American, of course. She should be older, and of course, all these things. So eventually they got through. There were two years of arguing where she was holding tough to the original design and where they wanted to put their stamp on it. But she held tough. And the part of the interview that I remember the most was that the, the guy who was a vet, he wanted um, a statue which depicted what it was about, which was one soldier carrying another. And that's quite near, actually. There's a second memorial that's quite near because he just insisted and they said, we've got to put it somewhere. But he wanted it at the depth, the deepest part of this wall. When you're walking down and you're looking at the wall and you're partially underground, he wanted the statue there. It would completely break up the whole energy of... Completely, like... It would be confusing. So one, one day when the building was going on and he was telling them, no, 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 this is, this is the place where, where my statue goes and, and she was standing there. And she was like, absolutely not. She's this tiny little thing, you know? And she said, he pinned me up against the wall. And all I could think of was, yes, this artwork is doing exactly what I wanted to do. It's moving people's emotions beyond what any, anything I could say could have done. She said, that's what made it a success. Made him angry, made him pissed off. He gave out like mad about her from everything from a racist response to an aesthetic response, everything. He slated her, slated her, and she just read it as success. That's art. Yes. Yes. Pointed out the brother of a friend. Yes. And I didn't know whether to be burst into tears or to be outrageously angry and, and mad. Yes. Both of those going on. At the same yes. Time. Yes. It's extremely powerful. It's an extremely powerful piece of work. It really is. The reverence that's being approached. People are just going through there. Yes. Nonstop. And yet there's this hush. That's right. It's there's a silence in it. Yeah. yeah. A piece it's a fabulous piece of art. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. And another thing was this is a little segue, but the committee wanted the names to be alphabetical, and so she said, "Okay, I think it should be in the order that the deaths were reported." Mm-hmm. And they said, "No, no, no, it should be alphabetical." And she said, "Okay, let's pull a name. Let's pull Smith." And she said there were like seven or eight, I can't remember the number, like seven or eight Smiths. She said, okay, so one of your children is Smith and you're looking for them. Does it look like it's important? Like you, they're one of seven or eight now. And they went, okay, I get it, I get it. So the thing is, you've got to go through these thousands of names to find out, and you'll find out how, how many down the list there are, you know? Anyway, that's a little segue, but still. Just a little segue, yes. statue. Yes. Is very powerful, especially for vets. Yes, yes, 
because it came from the veil. See the dead eyes stare in the eyes yes. in that statue. I mean, that, that statue has yes. very power. So it belonged in its own. It did, its but it's specifically yes. by the vets completely for the separate, vets. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. And for the rest of us, the other piece speaks more loudly. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. Yeah, yeah. So both both got responded to. Both were placed there. You know. Yeah, but not on top of each other. There's space for all of it. So it's about eliciting. That's what art is. It's about eliciting a response. Any response means that it's working. Any response. That's a middle ground for you from an aesthetic perspective, from a spiritual perspective. Have no interest in what happens after you put it out there. None. Don't look at sales. Don't look at comments. Don't look at Amazon reviews. Nothing. Don't read them. Just make the next piece of work. Drop the ownership. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Sure. Yes, right from, right from the Bhagavad Gita. You have a right to the action, but not the result. Ah. My teacher, uh, first teacher, had me read that yeah. idea. Time to put into practice, mister. Yeah, yeah. Did you say that? Well, I said it to Whatever it is, you said. You have We have a right to the action, but not to the result. <clears throat> yep. That's great. What medium amount of Vedanta I studied is right out of Vedanta. Then, mister, <laughs> you've heard it often enough. Okay. Yes, good. <laughs> yes. Good. Then. <coughs> sure, we turn the AC on? Yeah, yeah, it's... AC? Yeah, it's okay. it's um, it's hot and okay. hot and bothered time. So it's more important that you talk into the microphone if you're up there. Yeah, because the recording is going to be pretty disastrous otherwise, unless you really go in like this time. Okay. Hold it if it's easier, up to yourself. Yeah, just bring it right up. Like, almost touch your lips with it. Even if you touch your lips with it, it's better. Can you hear me now? Alright. Hi. Hi. I'm just going to tell you what's going on. Perfect. Without a long story behind it, because I think you know some of it. Sure. all been within, I guess, a year, and 
with meditation, body work, um, first saying, some energy work, and um, I got to this place, and I didn't know that that's where I was going to get, but I got to a place where um, I felt like my heart was like, like I didn't know I had a heart before. So I felt like it really opened up, and it was new to me that like my heart was what was the center of me inside um, my mind, my body, and then all the senses, perceptions. And then at some point, things got a little messy recently, and I lost what I really felt was this amazing sense of connection with everything, with me and my surroundings. I didn't know that something like that was possible. It wasn't something that I wanted. And it came to me and it kind of got away from me. So just already over the weekend, or just the last couple of days here, I finally had that that feeling. I mean, basically what happened to me, or what was happening, was I could literally walk out the door and just have a moment of connection. Like, oh, could get in my car and just be, hey, car. Oh. And get to where I was going. It was happening all the time. And I thought, wow, this is how life is now. And I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it ever like going away. And then one day, things were kind of messy. I maybe got I kind of changed the way I was living just in a week or two, and then I realized that I wasn't having these moments anymore. So I'm scrambling for meditation. I'm scrambling for what do I need to do to get back into this frame of mind. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I really, I wanted to sit up here. I wanted to ask you, like, for guidance, I guess. I mean, because this whole way that I even got to this place was from a handful of people that are in my life just kind of edging me along. And it's been amazing. And like I said, half the time I don't even really know what's going on, but I just found myself in a pretty special place. And my mind, looping patterns of thoughts have come back, and it's just kind of, I don't know what my mind's even doing. It's just throwing garbage at me, and I'm entertaining it for a second, but I know it's crap, and I try to let it go. But I'm not having the aha moments anymore. And so really, I wanted to ask you if you can give me some suggestions. Because I feel like now I'm like all over the place. Meditate, breathe, drop in. You know, it's like a constant battle if there's no flow. And I was experiencing some amazing flow for <laughs> a few months. Uh. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> as soon as we're attached to a flow, a particular way of being, you can be sure it's, it's now on its way out. You can be sure of it. What this work is about, as you know, is, is about being in a place where it's okay no matter what happens. Because, because there's something solid and deeper that you have access to. When we discover that first, it's got bells on. It's like Oh my God, there's a whole other way of living, and it's wonderful. It's wonderful because of the contrast, we still remember of how, how it used to be. And the contrast of the new is like, 
discovering a new something, a new bend, a new something, anything, food, anything. And then you kind of becomes normal, and, and five years later you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm listening to them for years, but you know about this other band, you know, <laughs> and we move on, no? It loses its shine. So whatever new thing gets exposed to you, invariably, as it integrates, it becomes normal. So it might feel like you're letting it go, but actually it's just that you're solidifying in that zone and it's becoming normal. You forget what it used to be like. Except maybe you meet somebody who they used to hang around with then and you think, did I talk that stuff? Did, did I? Was, did that really? Was that how I sounded? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And you see things like this that will remind you. But you'll kind of forget how you were. Now, that's all part of it becoming normal. It ends up being so darn ordinary you wonder what the heck was any of the journey about. Because the, the, the really nice bits are along the way as you're shifting. But ultimately, the shift is to being totally, completely ordinary. That no matter what life throws at you, you're actually fine because it's just life doing its thing. So whether it throws, throws a heartbreak or throws you know, some delicious aha moment, it's actually the same. It's actually the same. Some kind of equanimity comes in that you don't mind. So that's the thing. You don't go high with the highs. You don't go low with the lows. Okay? Mm -hmm. So that's where you're heading. So we would be bringing you backwards if we were to give you the buzz of being in the flow, of having the ahas. It's like you're never, probably never again going to experience that level of buzz from it. Okay. I was buzzing. Yeah, of course. Of course. That's what... Yeah, that's what pulls us deeper in. That's the great carrot, you know? And then we become, of course, the the distance then of who we were and it becomes more normal. It becomes our groove and it just becomes, oh, this is just kind of how it is. And and the high from it is gone because it becomes normal. Okay. I'm very glad to hear that when the garbage comes up, that you just entertain it for a bit, but as soon as you spot that you're entertaining it, you stop. Yeah. That's really important. And then I wonder, like, I mean, because everything kind of happened relatively easy. I mean, yeah. know, I was, you know, 50 years of my life, and then all of a sudden I had this change. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I didn't really have to put any work into it. So I'm like, maybe there's some, that's why I'm asking. Like, I, it, it can and be And I don't easy. want it a job, but, you know, I'm like. It can be easy. It's rare, but it can be easy. It can. Some people, it's pretty fast, and, and, and that's it. Time will tell. But there's no way that it has to be difficult. For most of it, it is, but it doesn't have to be. Okay, so it's going to roll how it's going to roll. If you can drop the attachment to the flow and the ahas, is there, is there access to something kind of inside, to the heart center? Where everything is okay no matter what happens? Or is that just. No, no, I still feel that. Ah. But I'm just not, I guess I'm not getting the buzz. And then the mind's messing with me. Yes. You know, and that's. And I guess part of me wishes like the mind would throw some, some balls of meaning at me that I could like say, well, why, why this? Why now? But it's like really like balls of crap. Yes. And it's just like. Yes. And I'm like, what? This doesn't even mean anything. And it's coming to me all the time. It's, Yes. I really was 
yeah, pretty bad off. I knew I was coming here. And so things started maybe making a little more sense and feeling better. Just yes. being with all you guys in this room for two days is... It does something. Maybe you're hanging on to some of it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel better already. I don't know, but... Okay. So to put it another way, when, when mind is coming up and looking for me, meaning and stuff, that's, that's juice. I call that juice. You know? It's looking for a bit of like, yeah, let's kind of rock on that for a bit. Those, that sense of getting juice from something, a buzz and a purpose, that's part of what life gives to make you high. It's just the, the drug-free high of life, no? And if there's a high, there's a rock-bottom, pain-in-the-ass, bad, shitty period. I mean, that's, that's the cycle. That's the cycle. Okay. But what this work does is, is like, they can come, but you don't respond in the same way. It's like, so what? Because you're operating from a different place. You can see them, and you know it's just a load of crap. You know it's just the roller coaster of life, but you're not on the roller coaster. Yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. Um, mind will say, it's boring. It's like, it's kind of flatlining. It's kind of no man's land. Uh, I'm being cheated out of the highs and lows of life. I want to experience more. Mind will run all this garbage. It's as if like mind was just waiting for this moment, maybe. I don't know if like weakness to like show up because I like kind of stopped working, um, let a lot of things go within the last few months. Yeah. And it's been amazing. I haven't had a job in three or four months, and the days go by. I don't feel. I don't know. I'm still rewarding. I feel. Yeah. Alive and good. I don't know, but I don't know. I think maybe the mind just, I don't know, it was like waiting for me. Like, yes. Like a cat taking a nap. Yes. And then I was weak. Yes. Shot, shooting in there. I don't know. But it didn't pull you right back in. No. Uh-uh. Well done. Okay. Well done. That's because the first, the big opening, something got kind of more solid than it does for most. Most people are like, it's gone. It's just a memory now. It's gone. But for some reason, something has stayed open. There's two hits I got about you, Dan, last Saturday, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, mm-hmm. and I picked up the phone, and I did nothing with the phone, and I put it down again. I thought, okay, all right. Two hits. <clears throat> um, one is, consider this, well, yeah, consider this. It would be really good to spend a month doing voluntary work in some place like Tahiti, Building houses. Tahiti building houses is the lead. Wherever it takes you, fine. But to spend a month somewhere where your time and your energy is, is uh, contributing to people who have nothing. That would be a really good thing for you to do. Okay. Yeah, at one point, like I was told by help people, like maybe like my service here was like I didn't... Because I'm feeling that, but then I had somebody tell me that maybe I... I've already done enough service, but I was like, okay, I guess that's cool. It's I'm, the, like, I'm hearing you. Yeah, it's, okay, yeah right, very right, good. I got that. It's the exposure. Yeah. It has yeah. to be in a developing country. It can't be here. Okay. It's got to be in a developing country. And it's got to be mucking in in the lifestyle of people of that culture. Like completely mm-hmm. kind of living as they do and, and watching and soaking up what that is. It's going to do something for you. Wow, okay. Okay? And it's a month. And it's developing country. Okay. And, and don't live like an expat there. Get down no, no, and dirty. Yeah. Get down and dirty. And the second thing is, open a second outlet, but not a third. The third is going to go belly up. 
The third would be driven by some kind of greed or cockiness or some kind of... I don't know what that is, yeah. Yeah. The third would be driven okay. by something nasty. Let it come up in another way. Okay. The second will be fine. It'll come from integrity. Right. Second will be fine, but the third, no. No, you, you'll be running on pride or something. And there'll be an easier way other than destroying everything you've built. There'll be an easier way to get that kind of pride out. It's going to come. It's coming. Okay. All right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... Let's, let's, let's circumvent the third shop, right? And the collapse that's going to come there and the, your face in the muck. We can circumvent it. Okay. And the first thing is about spending a month in a developing country. Right. And the second thing is open the second shop and do not go near the third. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I do. Right. Yeah. Tahiti. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to hear about it in six months. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Start Googling and see where you end up. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's UK. Yes. <laughs> Can you guys hear all right? Are we doing okay with the mics? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, He's fantastic. He projects. I can project. Do, do, I, I prefer if you held it because oh, invariably yeah. you'll move back from it and like almost touch your bottom lip with it. That's what I'm doing here. Okay. <clears throat> Now I have to project as well and I feel like I'm on the bridge. Bring it right on. That's okay. fine. Why don't you shout? shout? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Go again, Kate. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Um, so the last time I saw you was about a year and a half ago. It was my birthday. And uh, we said goodbye to little Kathleen. Ah. She's gone. Yes. I'm pretty sure she's really gone. Okay. K is something else. Right. But she's kind of fading. She's fading. Thank you for all that you gave me. Sure. That was in Florida. Sure. Mm -hmm. So bring the top of it. Done. Oh, 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 now we got you. Now we got you. Okay, good. That was the emotion. So, uh, since then, I've always been a person in our house. I've been studying for many, many, many years. And it's been my foundation. Although, of course, I did all the other things that we all do. Um, so, this year, after I saw you, um, I started every morning be doing at least two hours or two more hours with a course. Meditating, course, meditating, counterpoint, whatever. And it was really good. Really good. And just, re and just before I even step there, I began to notice um, things about time and how there is no time. There's no time. What the uh -huh. fuck is that all about? There's uh -huh. no time. Well done. Well, all happening exactly at the same time. Yes, no, everything no. happens right now. There's nothing in between. There's nothing in between. So that was the beginning of some opening that was happening. And then I saw this, uh, actually I rented it from the library, a film that I think that I probably wrote myself, never heard of it before, but and it's, um, it's going to be real hard for me to talk about, I'll make it fast. It's um, called a, um, a Film Unfinished. It was done by the Nazis. 
Um, they said offers to Warsaw Ghetto, which I know about, but I really didn't know. 70,000 people died there of starvation, and 250,000 were sent to camps where they were directly killed. But while they were starving, uh, they, the Nazis sent uh, photographers there to take pictures and to design a film. Actually, it was a propaganda film that they made the people rehearse to do it again and again. Uh, they were the worst part, really, I can connect it to me. Uh, and so, uh, but in the middle of it, there were also the people lying on the street as they were filming, dying, and they were dead, dead bodies. And um, children dying of starvation right before the film. And we had uh, burials of our parents in large pits of naked bodies. Of course, they were always made them naked. People had to be naked, so they were totally horrible. But for me, and, and one more thing, the person who put this film together, I swear I must have been part of it in some way, not the, at the time, um, had, before they, they, they spoke over it, there was no sound, just the film, because there was no sound. But there was the voiceover, and then people were Holocaust victims were actually watching the film, and you saw that too. You saw them watching the film in the film, and these dead bodies being thrown into a pit. Okay, so what's that all about? For me, it was really important. I got a glimpse of bodies. Well, first of all, the film is so ridiculous because it's ridiculously done. It isn't like any of the Holocaust films you've seen before. This was just pieces put together that Germans were going to use it, and then they didn't use it. They found it 75 years later, or whatever, how many years later. So it isn't a story in that respect at all. So I was watching it, and I was saying to myself, I'm putting the pictures on this film onto what we live a normal, quote, normal life. This is ridiculous. This is actually not true. No one in the Holocaust isn't true. But it's not true that what's not true is that the way we civilize ourselves and, and forget what we've done, what we're making here. I mean, we know we're making this film a different, I'll call it a movie. This movie here, we're making. But we make another film and everything we see, um, can you look at recall when you take a man's head off? Uh, what's going on in Syria? All that's going on in the world. This film that I saw, I superimposed it, I think, onto, quote, my life, our life. And I said, there's something wrong here. There's something dead wrong. This can't be. You can't have that, what I saw there, and then continue. To, to live, and I realize that we do it all the time. We see people, my brother committed suicide, um, many people in my family have died in natural deaths, and we, we, we go through the pain, and then we forget about it. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's like, this is real. Our reality is where we are now today in this room. We're very pleasant, very nice, we're all very wonderful. It's not really what the dream is, though, what this dream is about. It's got, it's much more. I'm responsible for more than um, just being nice, you know? 
So the whole point of this thing telling this is that it really made me say, oh, this all this it really is a dream. It really is made up. It is you know, I made that film for myself. Yes. I made that film. Yes. And it was good that I made it in that respect because I made it. and then I went back and I watched some of it I couldn't I had given it back to the library very quickly. But I watched some things on YouTube and including um, you know, the, the other things about the Holocaust. So I would recognize that this, what this, let it happen, let it happen to me. I'll take responsibility for it, whatever. So, um, what that is doing for me now is that I'm, um, oh, so of course, in miracles, what was happening before I came, what probably with this film? I, I um, began to see, actually even before the film, that my, my classroom, my teachers, don't have to be a book. I've read every damn book there is to read, like everybody here. Every, yeah, and the, the intellectual side of me, of course, is the left side is what goes. The right, I think, is dead sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, so, I, I, I realized that my classroom, my teachers, is the illusion, is this, right here, right now. And if it includes the Holocaust, you know, another Holocaust, we well, you know, could be right in front of us tomorrow. Uh, that's my class, that's my, that's where my instruction is. So, um, as I there's something in the course that says to take the illusion to the truth. It says it all the time, but now I feel it's my path that the course has been wonderful to me. And I'm not going to borrow a book, but uh, it's time to put it down. It's time to grow up. Is that sort of where I am? Well done. <sighs> Hard work. It's huge potency in that, Kay. Well done. I'm glad to be able to share it with you. Yeah. Thank you. So, should I just continue? Should I? My work? Is it work? Or is it a different perspective? Is it an insight? No, no, what no, is it? No, it's definitely an insight. It's yeah. definitely not work. It's not work. The okay. course is work. I have yes. to say, practice, 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 practice. Yes, sure. Long time. Yeah. Now the work only is catching, catching the um, the ego. I call it the ego because you guys call it something else, but the ego. And yeah. uh, just keep watching it, watching it. Say, no, 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 no. Very good, very good. And that, that of course, I want to continue. Yes. The, yeah. Seeing through the the game of mind. The mind. Yes. Yeah. But I'm hoping I have a really, um, I look forward to, I think, looking at the illusion and, um, and seeing it when it's beautiful. It's beautiful right now, you know, it's beautiful out here. Although, um, it reminds me that it's a film. If I remember those bodies, those bodies were very important to me. Yes. Because it, going back into childhood and being a woman and all that, you know, and being Irish and puritanical, whatever the words are. So the bodies are really, really struck me. And I said, that's 
more the truth than this other stuff. So I think I really, I, can, I, wanna, I don't want to forget that. I mean, maybe eventually whatever goes, comes. But I want to um, keep recognizing the illusion. Yes. Not to dismiss any of it. Embrace all of it. Yes, exactly. Yes. Because if this is our dream, this is Kosetsu words that the Course uses, it's fine. then yeah, I mean, I did it all. That happened in 1942. Yes. I, yes. I was four months old. Yes. I, I take responsibility for it. Yes. If it helps, helps, not me, helps. To see, to, to be, to see the broader picture. Yes. See what the hell is going on. Yes. I'll take it. Yes. Take it. Yes. Our perception is creating everything in front of us. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, including me. Yes, your perception is creating Jack. Yeah. And because of the collapse of the timeline, it's not just what you're seeing right now. It's like what you're seeing everything right now. Right now. Yes, right now. Yes. So who is the one who takes responsibility? Is that an individual K? Is that kind of... Where is that? What's the one who takes responsibility for all of them? Yeah. Um. <coughs> I think it's, it's... Let's say... It is something that does not want to be into that tonight anymore. Yes. Yes, wonderful. Yes. It's a very contracted game. Yeah, yeah. So whatever that is that wants to express itself. Yes. And not pretend. Yes. But it's not. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on. It's uh, the sentence from the course that is, um, I wrote it before I came here, was that my t- your task, the you, this is whatever, the moment, your task is um, to, to let, get the words, carry you, that's the other word, to let the emotions carry you to the truth. And let and carry are very important to me because I have to always do everything myself. Letting go, like for everybody, it's very, very hard. And carry, who's going to carry me? Who's going to carry me? I think myself. Yes. Huh, forget about it. Well, I want to find out what that letting, I guess it's, um, it's a different kind of phrase. It's fine. Use your own. Sometimes. No, not at all. Use your own case. It's fine. Ah. Well, I, well, I want it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. Let the Holy Spirit, that's the, the uh, yes. consciousness, pure consciousness, yes. carry 
kind of drop, drop that shit and drop yourself. Yes. Yes. Just drop it. Yes. And of course, there's fear there. But that's where I want to go. That's where I want to go and be. What? Why would there be fear there? Well, I think the well, not only the eye, the eye that was just there. That's well, the eye that wants to be is not the same eye. But the um, the world, I guess, is saying you know you, you can't do it. you can't let something else take care of things. But it is already taking care of everything. You just think you're doing it. Yeah. We we just imagine we are so potent and we're managing everything. And we are like a speck of dust, like over in that corner. Like it's already doing everything. The idea that you are autonomous, you're a human being, you have someplace to go, you have something to start out is a load of crap. Mm-hmm. Always was. It's just part of the illusion. It's the game. It's the game we play until you see it's a game. You're this close to seeing it's a game. This close. Don't be fooling yourself. Yeah. There's no fear. Really, there's no, there's no need for fear. It has no place now. None. Every time it comes up, every time I hear anyone say that, it's not real. It's not there. Yes. What is there left to be done? As you're saying, it's all done. It's done. And I'm done. Yeah. The, and the whole thing is all over anyway. It's all over. It's all over. It is all over. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it is. Okay. It's all over a long, long time ago. Yes, it was all over a long, long time ago. This is just replay. Stretching time and replay. That's all that's going mm-hmm. on here. Hence the inevitability of every step we, we take. Because it's already done. So it's inevitable. So there's another thing of how free will doesn't work. For Stephen, you know? Yeah. Well, I have this picture of um, one of the stories of a monk who, um, when he was a scholar, and he read all the books I read, except he was 500 years ago. And um, he realized, this is crazy, this is not, this is wrong, it's the wrong way to go. And he um, chose a monument to Saturn, who was dead. And he did the work. For the way you're suggesting to, to this young man here to go and to do that kind of work, he cleaned the, the tomb, was a tomb, and that's what he did. And that's sort of what I wanted to do. I don't have to be a tomb, not like you have to But um, I want to stop. I want to stop doing I don't want to be the tomb I'm so glad to be able to say that out loud because I don't say this stuff out loud at all. It's very, very healthy. So that's me. (laughs) That's where I am. So is it the Holy Spirit that's talking or is it Kay that's talking? When I'm writing this mm-hmm. I have no idea. No. Really? I feel like Kay has been fading. Yes. And fading, I'm not sure she's gone. 
Yes. I'm not sure of that, but I definitely know she's fading. Actually, I think I know she's gone, but I haven't really made it yet. Okay. Because <sighs> then I just would fall apart, I mean, I'd just crumble. And... Really? Yeah, not really, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she's on that cliff with the strawberry. The strawberry there. You're supposed to let go and get, take the strawberry and eat it as you go down. <laughs> wow. I was ready to do that. So when would you be ready? How would you be ready? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. When? For now, when? Yeah. Yes. Do you know you're not K? I think I know I'm not. Yes, I know I'm not K. I don't know why. You couldn't ask me who I am. That's fine. But K is gone. K is gone. Been gone for a long time. And I could sort of see it like a shadow or something, but I think it's gone. It's gone. Even if she arises, in that moment that she arises, do you know you're not her? Or do you think you are her when she's around? It's too early for me to know the answer to that. I've just been feeling that she's been going and going. Because the personality might show up, but but what kicks in is a knowing that it's not you, that it's like a, a, a glove on your hand. It's not the skin. Yeah. It's just an external yeah. facade to to make something else happen, you know? Yeah. To participate, to talk, to make movie. I think I know I'm not gay. You think you know yeah. you're not K. Yeah. You think yeah. you know. Right. Not there. So yeah, I'm something's not there. I'm gonna words and see. I'm not say this Jack. I'm not K. And the cake is not here. Doesn't sound untrue. It doesn't sound untrue. Wow. She was never there. Kay was never there. Now you're talking. So what is right? It's a big deal. There's no big deal. That's the whole point. It's as ordinary as water. Thank God. Indeed.
Mm-hmm. Yes, it's freeing and it's freedom, but for nobody, you know? <laughs> for nobody. <clears throat> it's kind of just freedom itself, but you're not there to kind of feel it. Yeah, I'm out, I'm free. It's like, that's bullshit. It's bullshit, you know? But it's kind of freedom itself. It's like air. It's like air. Yeah, yeah. It's like air. Thank you. Thank you. Very You're very much. welcome, sweetie. Thank you very, very much. <coughs> I have no idea when that bottle arrived, but thank you very much for wherever it came from. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Hi, I'm Kathy. I was Kathleen <laughs> originally, but I changed it to Kathy. Uh-huh. But um, I just wanted to get up and talk because I find that being here, I keep telling myself stories about myself. Like, I don't do that normally, but because I'm here, I'm like rehearsing a story to uh-huh. tell you. So that, you know, like, what am I going to say? Well, then, you know. Yes. And so I just want to say something. Sure, so that just I to break stop. that loop. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> That's a very good idea. Because yeah. it's not something I usually do. I, yeah. I don't spend that much time really thinking about Kathy. So um, one thing that I wanted to say was at the beginning when you talked about that there's nothing, I found it quite soothing to hear that and it made me think back to about 25 years ago when I first went to my first therapist because I was so afraid of losing myself of like falling into some kind of abyss or void or I just couldn't explain what it was but there was just incredible fear and so I went to a therapist (laughs) And that kind of started the whole journey. So it was very nice to hear you say, there is nothing, and to find it soothing to me. Wow, full circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it did go somewhere. Yeah, you were smelling it all that time ago. Yeah, because I've been thinking, you know, the, the journey is just to separate from the mind, but that, and that's what I thought it was. And then you said nothing, there's nothing, and I was like, oh, oh that's nice. <laughs> I mean, it, it just great. felt soothing. That's great. It didn't, that's great. It didn't yeah. stir up fear or nothing. No, there yeah. was no fear, which was very, very sweet. Yes, very sweet. indeed. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to say was, in January, I retired, and, um, and I had a plan. I was going to California to take care of my father. Um, he had he had Alzheimer's and he'd been in a nursing home for like three years. And I had been going out, I'd been using my vacation to go out and be with him. And I said, I'm just gonna retire. 
take early retirement and go out there. And um, he died three days after I got out there. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's beautiful. But it left me with nothing to do. <laughs> How beautiful is that too? Yes, it has been now, but, well, it, it was good in many ways. I realized first that why I loved going out there and being with him was because I could feel that unconditional love that I had for him as a child because he couldn't talk, he couldn't do anything for himself anymore. I could just love him, and I loved him, and it was wonderful. And... I was so looking forward to, <laughs> to spending, you know, months just loving him, and I didn't get to. And so, within three weeks, I was back in Massachusetts with nothing to do. Yes. And what have you been doing? Nothing. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. I have this great, uh, I think... Stephen, when he first started talking, I don't know why, the first thing that came into my mind was the Janis Joplin song, which is Christmas Topperson, really. Freedom is just another word for nothing it's left to do. It's left to lose, isn't it? Oh, it's lose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll make it. We'll make it. Christmas Topperson. I changed it. That <laughs> was nothing left <laughs> to do. Okay. That's freedom, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that. It's been hard. Because people want me to do things. A lot of people want me to do things. And um, they keep inviting me places. And I don't want to do anything. Um, it's like the first time in my life I don't have to do anything. Happy days. Good for you, girl. And, um, but it's hard to continue to say no to people. I feel... There's part of me that still wants to please people and say, oh yeah, I'll come back to work, go out for lunch, but I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, really, truly do not want to. I want nothing to do with going back there. Or it's not them, it's just I don't want to be there. I, yeah, which is very hard for people to understand. They'll get the message if you repeatedly say no. Then they'll stop asking. Them. Yeah, sure. Or you can tell them, you know what, just give me a year. Just give me a year, and then they'll have moved on. Okay. Yeah, it's hard. Even my daughter wants me to do something. She's, I'm not sure it's out of concern for you, you know? Yeah, everyone thinks I'm depressed. Yeah. I, I sometimes worry that I might be slightly depressed. I feel flat. There's no, I mean, it's everything you've been saying. There's no up, there's no down, there's no nothing. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, yeah, yeah. So. But you know the difference between if it was your mind or if it's just the nothingness where you're hanging out. I do. Yeah. I do know that. I and know what depression is. I, I, yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. So I, I do know. I, I, I don't have the desires anymore. That's. Yes. That's the yes. part. I think the depression was caused by desire for something. That's for sure. And now I have those desires aren't there, so yes. it's, it's just kind of boring, kind of flat. Yes. Is it boring? Well, no. I mean, I enjoy, my, I enjoy getting up in the morning okay. much more than when I went to work. Yes. Um, 
there are no highs. I don't, well, driving here, for example, you know, I'm driving through Lancaster County or something, and it was beautiful, and the music was beautiful on the radio, and, you know, I kind of did a Carolyn thing of like, oh, this is the self-manifesting because they want to see the beauty of the countryside. I, you, I don't know. I felt like that's, I had those moments of joy, but, yeah, that's it. Those are them. So I want to go back to um, when your dad left, it left you without somebody to love. He said yeah. something like that. Well, it's a pure love. That was the thing about it, it you know. Because I, he had kind of left? Well, I mean, I didn't love, yes, because there was no mind. Like if my father had been talking or had been my father, I would have been back in a very horrible relationship. I mean... We had a very confrontational relationship, um, but this was. But there was a time when I was a young child when he was everything. Yes, and yes. so this was that kind of love. I was able okay. to give that again, and it just felt wonderful. Yes. And does loving happen since? Where are you at with loving? I, I have a daughter. <laughs> okay. I have a daughter who I love dearly, who's my life. Um, and she's 20, I mean, she's back from college, her second year back, and um, I, but she has her own life, I mean, it's yeah. hard to continue to love, it's not a love like when she was a child either, where yes. you do everything for her, yes. um, it's, it is love, but that's it. Yes, she's and, your life? Yeah, well, I'm not good with relationships, <laughs> sad. I do what you talked about all the relationships I've had in my life have been repeats of my family dynamic. Okay. And I just, I just, the last, after the last one, I just said, yeah. I'm just going to keep finding the same people, so I don't want to do it anymore. Right. And it was like it dropped for the first time. It, it was just really clear that it was society kind of telling me that I needed to have it. Yes. And then it was gone. And yes. there was no desire left for it. So there was none of that yeah. depression that I didn't have it. Yes. It just all kind of disappeared. So, okay. Um, but yeah. I, I want you to tell me what to do. <laughs> do you have a pet? Do I have a pet? Oh, God, yes. I have stripes who I keep <laughs> hoping stripes will disappear from my life. No. <laughs> you, you are hoping stripes will disappear? Yes. Because he, he keeps me at home a lot more than I'd like to. Like, when I came back from California so quickly, I had someone living in my home because of stripes. Okay. And then I had to get rid of that person. So yeah. stripes causes me lots of issues with people in my house, feeding him and things like that. So I don't, yeah, I'd rather not have a pet, but I have one. Mm, I'm glad you have a pet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I would have recommended having a pet if you don't have a pet. <laughs> There's something that I'm after, and I'm not quite okay. sure what it is yet. It's something about about love. Yeah. Something about love. I'd love to see a, a, a deeper understanding of love, a deeper capacity to love yourself. Yeah. Um, Something about love it must sink in another little bit. Like, you're very clear 
but, but something hasn't dropped into the heart. It's not coming from the heart yet. Mm-hmm. It's like c- certain things have taught you that your heart can get broken, so you're going to pull back. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see you lifted out of that so that, so that your knowing comes from your heart center. Mm, yeah. Is this making sense? Yes, it does. Okay. I so, yeah. I, the last time you told me, because I'm very much a, I'm very good at meditation. I'm very good at dropping in. I'm just like, it's, but it's, it's my head. Um, the energy is all focused around my head. Yes. And I noticed when we chanted, and this was my original kind of spiritual path was through Siddha Yoga, which was a lot of chanting. Yeah. And, I noticed last night chanting that the energy is throughout my body when uh-huh. I chant, that there is the, but somehow the meditation, I mean, I can move energy through my body if yes. I want to, but yes. it, it concentrates itself around the top of me. Okay, we got to bring that in. Yeah, but I don't really, I mean, I can say to myself, bring it down, and I can, but it doesn't stay there. Uh-huh. Not like if I sit, I go in. Like right now, it's I feel this energy all around my head. Yes, but I don't feel it. Here. So if chanting brings it in, what if you were going to like, like if your meditation practice is a half an hour, fifteen minutes is chanting, fifteen minutes is sitting, mm-hmm. to do at least half yeah, of I chanting. I think that would be a good idea. I think it would. I don't know whether it's chanting with other people around. If that was it, you yeah, know, I haven't. It's been so many years. I mean, part of City Yoga was, you know, like the Guru Gita in the morning or something like sure. that, and we used to do that, and I could do that. I, I don't think I noticed whether I felt any energy. It was just okay. last night. I was sitting here, and I went, oh, there it is. It's all over my body. I can feel it everywhere. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. Great. Great. So I could try. Yeah. Okay. So, so play with it. You know, okay. like get a CD if somebody's singing alone, get ones with singing in groups. If you have to go back to the City Yoga website to download some of their stuff. No, do I that. still have all their tapes. Okay. <laughs> so then, because that, that will be your memory somewhere. Yeah. Or, so play around with what works for you. One thing might work for a while and then you try another thing. You know how it is. We come in and mm. out of what, what is appropriate for where mm. we're at. Yeah. But we need to bring... We need to pull everything down into your torso, down into your heart. I want you coming from your heart so that you can tell me what love really is, but not your human experience of love, but I want you to tell me what love really is. Okay. I have no idea what love is. Do I? I know what it feels like. I know. Uh Uh-huh. I know that love for other people. I know the love for others. Yes. Yes. Okay, so then I want you to be able to tell me about how you know that love is the essence of everything, that love is movement, okay. that, that, that you see where love is and what love is. Okay. This is, this is your homework. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very good student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll be good on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And play with stripes. You know, in terms yeah. of like, all right, okay, so so I'd like you to be different stripes, not so dependent on me. So if I was to come from a loving place or if I saw you as love, what would that feel like? Play with stripes, no? Okay. I mean, I do love him more. I say that I wish I didn't have him, but I only wish that he wasn't there when yeah. I want to go somewhere. When you want to go someplace, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then I have to find some way to take care of him. Sure, sure. And, um, but, I mean, I do. 
I let him sleep with me every night, which you know, sure. is a pain in the butt because sure. he wakes me up. So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Don't need to do that. <laughs> but it's like a deeper, a, a deeper, deeper understanding of love. Mm-hmm. And I want you to, to drop in and really feel what, what, what really is love rather than how it expresses in our, in our movie, in our story. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the story of life, that, that's kind of one version of love. But I need you to get the spiritual meaning of it. And dropping down, if the chanting works, that's going to help you. Okay. It's going to help you. I need you to come from, yeah. from your heart center. It's got to all drop in. Something has to open, has to crack wide open. Yeah. I hope it doesn't hurt. <laughs> so what if it hurts? Yeah. So yeah. what? You're right. No, it is. I, I don't know why I said that. It just yeah. like yeah. a heartache. There's been, there has been a lot of heartache yes. in my life. Yes. And so that kind of, I think that realization of I didn't need it to live. Yes was just very liberating for me. Yes. So Yes. And it needs to be kind of transcended. Somehow yeah. that story has yeah. to be made sense of. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I, I get that, and I see that it was actually nothing. Right. I, I want I, you to have I that see. much wisdom about love. Yeah, I, I see where it's... Yeah. But still the pain of living like that is kind of on a little bit of a, you know, it's got its own shelf, you know, because that's that story, and, and like, we're not going to go there anymore. Yeah. It's like, come on, transcend it so that you see that, ha, huh, that happened, but, you know, so what? It was nothing. It was nothing, yeah. I see. I see. That's where we want you. I got it. I got it. Thank you. All right. Sure. Hi there. So, about a year ago, at this retreat, you gave me the mantra, or the thing to say over to myself, that was something to the effect of, um, melt me, uh, mold me, fill me, use me, so that I would begin to allow life to use me, rather than me using life. Which was a very good suggestion. Um, so I've been do- working on that. Um, not working on it. It's been, it's been very present in my life, and it's been working on me, really, is the way it goes. And I think, uh, let's see. So what's been coming up as people have been talking. Well, first of all, last night in the chanting, I've never had an experience like that, and I'm hearing the mind wanting to take that and say, ooh, that was a good one. You had a very spiritual high. But I was aware also that there was a real heart opening. When you said cracking open, that's what happened. Um, I, I can't tell you anything more about it than I felt my heart cracking up. Mm. And I just couldn't stop it, or didn't want to stop it. Yeah. And simultaneously, I felt all my fears coming up and 
the heart cracking open held them all. It, <laughs> it, they didn't have the same power yep. that they used to. Yeah. It was... <clears throat> Love is by far the more potent. Yes. Yes. So, um, that's what's really, that's what's here right now. That's, that's a beautiful seeing, well done. Yeah. That's a beautiful seeing. Uh, of course, I am like everybody has mentioned, I'm a doer, 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 and it's time for me to stop that, of course, and I've been, been doing it in small increments. I'm still working. I was supposed to retire five years ago, but there is income coming in through this work. And it's kind of, um, since I've been here so long, they'll allow me to do practically nothing and still pay me. So I think that this is a good thing to hang on to. And it's work I enjoy. It's all my creative work. It's all uh, running workshops for the employees of a big company that help them do blind drawings and collaborative drawings. So it's something I enjoy. Well, that's why I'm sort of still with that. Mm. However, as I'm saying that, I can feel myself getting short of breath almost. Um, huh. As though even that's too much. Uh, so I just was feeling that right now. It's a clue. Um, the, yeah. The other thing that's been very proud, I let go, I had a partner for a long time. And um, it just, when he finally moved in with me so we'd see if it would work, it was just like I was, ah, this, this is too much, way too much. And um, so that's gotten complicated shortly after he got quite ill. And he has ALS and is in California. So I now go back and forth to spend time. So, but that feels okay because it's a distance. I'm not 24 yes. 7. It yes. feels like the right. At first, at first, I was stuck in a place that my mind loves to put me in, which is between a rock and a hard place, between what I feel is my, what I must do for me, otherwise I'll die, <laughs> or what. I must do for them, or they'll die, and they're always at odds with each other. I've done this since uh, forever, and I have caught myself at it. Now I see myself doing it even in little things. The mind will say, oh goody, this is where we can get her. We'll give her two, two options, and we'll make them either or, yes. and somewhere at the pit of her stomach, she'll be caught in the middle, and she'll never go anywhere. So that feels like a big one to let go of. That's a pattern that I'm trying to. I think I'm actually. I think I might have let go of it with this with my partner because uh, there was another way. It wasn't either or. Who knew? Yes. Mind makes it an either or. It's not an either or. Yeah. Mind always sees opposing things. Yeah. But nothing is opposing. That's mind's perspective only. Yeah. yeah. 
And I just, it was so clearly either or before that. I mean, there was no, no option. I just dropped right into that, and then suddenly I said, wait, there is, there's another way to do this. this so, that was relief. Big yes. relief. Yes. Uh, big relief. The other positive thing is that through the work I, I work with, uh, I'm a painter, a drawer, a painter, and I love all the stuff you were saying about the autonomy of a piece of artwork. So, so important to give it its own freedom. Uh, but something that's been working for me now is to imagine myself in a painting. For instance, right now we're all in a painting. And I'm a mark in the painting, just a mark. And a free mark, you know, I can go wherever I want. There's nobody telling me where to go or telling any of these other marks where to go. But we're all part of the same painting. So I know every other mark in this because I can feel my way through the canvas to the top corner or down to the bottom. There's so much more when I put myself, when I step out, when somebody steps out, it's all the mind, I guess, steps out, and I get to be free in there, a free mark. And I see more, and so I can do that sometimes with a situation when I feel stuck. I make it a painting, and I see myself in there, and I stand back out. Yes. And it's amazing. So I'm loving playing with that right now. Hmm. Okay. That's a nice methodology if it works. And it does work for you. Yeah. So it detaches you from the story. It does. Totally. So the feeling of freedom that that gives you when you become a, a, a mark on a canvas. Um, tell me about that feeling. Tell me more about that. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, Where's mind when that feeling is? I guess it's mind that's not there because the mark that's put me there right now. It's suddenly it's much more in the body. I drop into the body because the mark is when I'm drawing. It's all very tactile. Yes, it's all it's physical. Physical. Exactly. And the mark crosses over other marks and touches other marks. And it's all very much in the body when I'm a mark in the drawing. But, but my body is much bigger because I'm also the whole drawing. Yes. I'm the, yes. I think it was Dutch, I'm the infinite potential of that blank page before I even get anywhere as a mark. Yes. And, uh, so it feels um, like I can see more and smell more, and uh, I just feel much more alive in this. And it happens around here. I've been able to step over to the side for a minute, and, and it's very ordinary, by the way. Yes. It's just that I'm not used to being alive the rest of the time, except when I'm drawing. Uh -huh. when I'm drawing. But I can step over to the corner and, and look out, and 
see people walking and suddenly it's a painting. Yes. And I, I saw somebody earlier and said, oh, they just walked through the painting. <laughs> and, it was, and that thing you talk about, love, everything in the painting is beautiful. Yes. Every, I don't care if it's a smudge in the corner or yes. you know a mistake that was made. Yes. There's no, the playing field is leveled in there. Yes. Everything's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So this is the non-dual state described by an artist. <laughs> <laughs> that's unity consciousness. That's seeing that everything is actually the same, made of the same, and everything is interwoven and interdependent. And it's just one, it's one unit. There is only one unit. Yeah. You know, that's unity yeah. consciousness. Yeah, yeah, that's the non-dual state. Yeah, so you've got a way of, you've got a bridge, which is turning it into a painting. You have a bridge to get there. Yeah. Spend more time there. Okay. Spend more time there. It'll switch on and off, you know? Non-dual, dual, non-dual, dual. They switch on and off. And see both of them as what they are, just different ways to see the world. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's all the trap there. of making one better. <clears throat> ah. And then that whole playing field thing gets thrown out the yes. window. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I noticed that. Yes. yes. <laughs> like I was making, oh, that experience last night when I was chanting, oh, that's better. Yes. Because I got so, but uh, yes. it was just another, another way of being here. That's right. It's just yeah. something else that happens because, you know, um, and, and by, by, by knocking specialness off its pedestal. What a relief. Thank you. You saved me five minutes of a preamble. <laughs> exactly. What a frigging relief. Yes. Because you're also knocking off worthless too yes, at the same right. time. That's right. And it has its flip side. Yes. Right. So, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah. a present yeah. struggle from yeah, and it's nothing. It's it's just it's crap, like yeah. to to put something on a pedestal. But mind will do that. It's like, oops, here's an opportunity to see difference. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. In we go. Separation. Separation. Yeah. Here we go. We've got something on a pedestal. Woo! Bells on. <laughs> and when you live in a world that always about bigger and better and more and and yeah. it's constantly hacking yeah. in separation, separations. Yeah. Like let's have an extreme so that we can have the opposite. And the divide gets stronger, and just pain gets stronger. Yeah. That, because it moves us further and further yeah. away from like seeing that this is a load of bullshit. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you're always, then mind has you always grabbing for something because you don't want to get knocked off your pedestal, or you don't want to, you want to stay down on the ground where you think you are because that's who you think you are yes. and what you deserve. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Yes, uh, yeah, get rid of it. It's it's a it's a trick. It's a sneaky trick. Yeah. Yeah, to keep separation going, to keep mind going. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a painting. Yes. Yes. Really it is. It is. Yeah. It is. And you get that when you spend years in the studio, you're you see the whole creative process is just another metaphor for what you do. Outside yes. the process, which is create your own reality. Create your own reality, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's right. It's just a different canvas, but it's still just canvas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So outside of all of the paintings and perspectives and moving parts that can appear as separate, but you know actually they're all together and they're all the same, interwoven, outside of all of that, is there access to outside of all of it? Well, I think yes. Um, I love the word. I think, think I know. That comes up when we're talking about, you know, the absolute. Yeah, tell me about outside your mind. When I think, it's, like, it's extraordinary, isn't it? It's like it's in there. Before a sentence, it's in there. You know? Okay, let's rephrase. Yeah, that. let's go again. Let me see. Let me see into that. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but. There is a place that um, I do a thing where I draw without materials and I try to go back before there's even an intention to start the drawing. So that's when I do get some access to that because uh, it's, it's huge and there's no, there's no, uh, it's, I can also jump off the end of the page sometimes when I'm drawing and drop into this all, what I call it, all implied drawings or all the drawings that ever were drawn or ever will be drawn or ever or aren't drawn. There's something out there, these, this energy that, that you can jump off the page into and then be held in there. It's, I mean, I thought it was scary I, when I first jumped off. But you jump off, and it's 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 very uh, something. Somebody said, I think maybe Kathy about how the nothing was uh, not threatening at all. This is not threatening. It's it's just what's there everywhere. <laughs> And what's deeper than that? Well, I was playing with this, the potentiality, and then the, the void, mm. and then and the nothing. And I think the nothing, I actually, uh, when I try to get into the nothing, or try to get there, I guess that's not how it works, is it? Uh, no, but... <laughs> but I know there is something deeper. I know it, um, and so far I don't think I don't know how to. I'm not. I'm scared of it. I think I'm scared of it. Probably that's why. I'm, Do you think you know, so? Well, there's a thing about dying that I'm not too comfortable with. Like your body dying? Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, it might go in and out of it. But I, I think I feel, is that true? I've been saying that for a while. Maybe it's not true. Oh, good. Check it out. Yeah. Um, actually, that's not exactly right. It's not exactly the body dying that I'm afraid of. Hmm. I'm not, I don't know what this is, what the stumbling block to this next. So, so heaven's body is going to die. Yes. And is that okay? Yes. I mean, I'd like to keep it going as long as I can. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there's going to come a time when it's going to die. Yeah. yeah. It could be tomorrow, and it could be 
20 years time. Is it okay? Yeah. That it's just going to die? Yes. <laughs> what's the hesitation? Um, what's the, what's going to yeah, I kind of, I can hear the brain. Oh, I kind of like being here. Um, okay. Um, Which you might like being dead too. I, I, I think I would. I think I might. I think it would be a relief in some ways. Yes. yes. No, I, and the times that I sort of tried dying, uh... <laughs> How on earth did you do that one? <laughs> oh, I just gave up. I, somebody in there says, what's so bad about dying? So that, that voice is present. Okay. Uh, but I think there's still enough of me that is um, attached to this. This I've been using my my body for 72 years, or using is probably not a good way to say it. I've been um, I've been grateful in the last years to be renting this. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, and it's been very helpful to me. I'm very yes. grateful for for all the stuff that it's yeah. provided. It gives and a great opportunity to experience to to, to to do the painting. I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's all very tactile, and the body uh -huh. is tactile. So I think maybe that's part of my attachment as an artist. I've been using my hands for it, well, and and my heart because yes. it goes from heart to hand to paper. Yes. But I've been using this body for a long time. I'm yes. not sure. You're not sure. How I'll, how I'll be without it. Mm. Though I'm already without it, I know. You'll you probably know. be fine. Yeah. It just won't be there. <laughs> like, where was it 75 years ago? Like, did you miss it 75 years ago? No, no that's true. <laughs> I don't think you missed no, it either. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. Do you know? <laughs> so why do you run the idea now that it's going to be awful when it's absent? I wonder why it's helpful to run that. I mean, what is it that keeps keeps me running that? I don't think it's helpful. It's, I mean, like the rock and the hard place, I could see why the mind would want to keep me there because I've kept me busy in the mind. Uh -huh. I guess this must be the same thing, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, it keeps me worrying or you yes. know, planning for the yes. avoiding. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just okay. a bit of attachment that's, that's about nothing, good. really. You can let go of that thing. Absolutely. <laughs> let it go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their body is going to last as long as the body will last, and that's it. Yeah. And it's just a gamble, you know, or yeah. destiny, whatever way you want to look at it, but yeah. a lottery, whatever. Ooh, that's a big one to let go of. Ah, yeah, let it go. It can go. Yeah, of course it can it go. Will. It's going to go. So I, know, I can feel it can go now. Yeah, it but can go. Baby, I think. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah.
I'm glad I put you in this drawing. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Let's see how it moves. Oh, is, is there anybody who needs to come up today? Richard, you're okay? Yeah, I know you're just here for the two days. Hey, Lorraine, you're looking better today. <laughs> sure, if you want to come, sure, why not? Yeah. Hello. Hello, Mr. <laughs> this is only the second time I've done this. First time wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did I not pull off the sword and you know? Yeah. So, I had a life-altering experience in India, just to give some background. Um, and there's a lot less drama, a lot less getting caught up in story. And if I focus, I have pretty frequent access to it. And I kind of waited here until it like really cranked up because there's been a lot of kind of that zone Dan was talking about, like a, I call it, there's a, a feeling in my body that lets me know that I'm there. And it finally cranked up full bore, like sometime after lunch. But the thing, and you've asked me this before, and I've kind of played with it, but don't seem to be making any progress with it, is that even when I was in that cave in India, even when I'm feeling this, um, Derek is still there. I've now there's times when Derek. isn't as loud or as present or not present's a confusing word, but um, and I've definitely had the experience of even while like the personality's doing something, I still have that uh, reference to the deeper place. But it's almost as like Derek's lurking around having these experiences and putting on these new lenses of perception. And I haven't been able to, I hear you talk with people about, like, do you believe you're here? And I don't know if it's belief, but I seem to still be here. It's funny that you hear, do you believe that you're still here? Because if belief is running, then you are here. Because it is, the belief itself is what makes you here. It's believing a thought, believing that you are your body, that you are Derek. It's a belief system that makes you here. So it's around seeing that what creates the Derek character is a belief system that hasn't been questioned, hasn't been seen to be what it is. And you'll find that outside of the belief system, there is no Derek. 
okay, the first thing that pops into my mind is, okay, I, I need to understand this other belief that Derek's not there. But it's not a belief. Yes, I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. It's actually not a belief. Okay. It's, it's, you know when something shows itself to you? It's like, oh my God. It's, it's like, a, it's, it's a seeing. So it's, you know it's not a belief because it's something is exposed. Okay, yeah. Right? And I get that intellectually, but it still hasn't happened. Yeah. Okay. Everything I hear makes sense intellectually. Yes. But. Yes. Okay. The belief is still running. Yes, the belief is still running. Yeah. All right. Is there anything that you know that's not a belief? That's a great question. <laughs> now I'm blushing. I don't have a good answer for that. Mm. I'm wondering if your system of knowing and your belief system are just locked tight. And I want to kind of prize them apart so that the kind of, there's a deeper knowing and it's a sense of, you, 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 your mind doesn't know. So first you've got to be comfortable with not knowing. And you are comfortable with not knowing something. You're fine with that. Yeah. So, so the mind cannot know. But there's a knowing that comes from another place. And it often feels like, I know I know, but I don't know what I know. There's a knowing, but what, what, is, what do I know? Can I put it into words? That's, that's kind of the aroma of a zone of where a belief system has no access to. Because we don't even have the vocabulary. Not to mind turning it into a belief when something comes into a belief, we either believe it or we don't believe it. So it's already in a dualistic realm. It's in an arena where it can be right or wrong and you can be sure it's created by mind. If it's in the, that arena, it's created by mind. It's part of the illusion. Derek is part of the illusion. As you're describing this, the only thing I can think of that I've had an experience of something like that is when I work and the mind goes and it's just doing... Um, I don't know if that's the same kind of knowing you're talking about, but for me, it's kind of knowing what to do next. Okay, knowing what to do next. It's not like a calculation or yes, that kind of thinking. Is so knowing what to do next. Okay, so there's knowing and then there's what to do next. So the what to do next part is an interpretation of the knowing because you're mm -hmm. turning it into physical intervention. Ta tell me about the knowing before it becomes used by your, your profession. Typically, I have to get my mind out of the way. Um, have to be present, and oftentimes I feel something in my body that takes me to that place in their body. Okay, so tell me about the knowing before you're telling me about you and what you have to do in order for the knowing to access you. 
I want to know about the knowing. I don't know if I know it well enough to describe it. Because it comes to Derek when he's got his mind out of the way and he's open. But where it comes from is what you really are. And when there's a seeing that that's who you really are, you get to see that the Derek character is not who you are at all. And what you've heard from a group of people today is that, oh my God, he actually never was at all. We have different ways of actually, of how it breaks down. We get different insights into it because no, Derek character never was. Okay, that's a high jump? Yeah, I, I hear that and I've heard it, but it's not... All right, sure. So, so the knowing, we got to invite some new capacity. It's new to the Derek character, but it's to wake, it up, wake up inside you what it is that that knowing comes from, because it comes from you. It, it's actually more you than the Derek character. I think I resonated most when you said we've got to pry apart the... the Belief in the knowing. Yeah. 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 So I'm just further separating as if there's a a foreground and a background. But that's what we're doing. The belief system has to do with believing you're Derek. So the option isn't not believing that you're not Derek. It's actually seeing through belief systems. Because knowing has nothing to do with belief systems. And I think any time I've seen through belief system before, it's because there was a new one that made more sense to me and resonated. Yes, yes. yes. I don't, this is new. Yes, yes. And again, it's making sense here and something's happening, but I, yes. I don't know if I quite... Yes, your mind is going to be the last thing to cop onto it. Okay. It has to be. But something deeper can resonate and kind of wake up a little bit and make itself known to your mind. Mm -hmm. So what would be like a good phrase or question to ask myself about this knowing versus believing? Hmm. How do I work on it? Hmm. You see, anything mind tries to do is kind of exacerbating the mind's role in it, which is the opposite of where we're going. Okay. It would be more a prayer, something that leaves you open and available for it to show itself. So maybe show me the difference between knowing and believing. Yeah, or show me who I really am. Yeah, tried that kind of stuff. It seems like I needed like a more precise tool. Alright, yes. Because <laughs> this one's been sitting for months. Like. Yes. Okay. What's the difference between knowing and believing? 
and I'm not talking about knowing, like knowing today is Thursday or Friday, whatever day it is, yeah, sorry. Knowing this is angel's rest. You know, yeah. like, okay. it's not that kind of knowing. All right. What mean? Yeah. Stew, stew it a little bit. Yeah. Like, awaken that which knows. And you've got a capital K. Awaken that which knows. Mm, okay. Capital K knows. It's not a knowledge knowing. It's not yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Okay, that's it. All right, good. You're welcome, sweetie. <laughs>